fourth thing I would like to talk about is that you need to be flexible and quick to respond to change. You need to be flexible and quick to respond to change. A lot of times, the major reason why people do not have great career is because they are too used to themselves and they find it difficult to change. Every time, everybody, nobody likes to be uncomfortable and change brings a significant level of discomfort. Because number one, it's something you haven't done before so you might fail at it or you are afraid that if you take that bold step, if you take that initiative, if you take that action that you are thinking about, it can come back with uh, unforeseen outcomes. But if you do not take those steps, the kind of growth you expect will never happen. When a mother gives birth to a baby, the baby is carried for a period of time. After some time, the mother will begin to leave the baby to walk on his or her own, and then the baby begins to cry because the baby wants the mother's attention. Now, imagine that such a baby has continually been grown in that way. Imagine that you being an adult now, if you are still being carried about like a baby, still being treated like a baby, how would you feel now? What would your outcome be? But then we had to change. We had to make a move. And that's how our parents brought us up. And now on our own, we are adults that can think and make decisions on our own. The change might not be convenient for the baby who may be crying initially, but eventually the baby will adjust and begin to enjoy life. Okay? So change is something that is constant. Always have it at the back of your mind that whatever skills you have now, whatever abilities you have now, uh, whatever interests you even have now, they may evolve over time. Change is something that is constant. There is nothing you can do to change change. You can only adapt to change. You can't change it. Okay? So you need to develop a flexible mindset such that when new challenges come, like we have with the COVID-19 instance now, uh, you are ready to move on with the next wave that change has brought and you're willing to adapt, okay? So one of the things that you need to learn to do is to be very flexible and to adapt to change. Yourself, what do I need to do from now in order to be flexible? Do I need to ask people for questions, for skills they think I can acquire? Do I need to learn new skills? Do I need to develop myself further? And which areas are you developing yourself on? Okay, because I asked questions earlier on in my career, uh, I didn't do a master's immediately. I wanted to go for my master's immediately after, my, after I finished my, my undergrad. But then I asked questions and I said, okay, you know what? By the time I am 40, I want to be a CEO in a multinational. And I asked people who have been CEOs uh, for what they think I should do and all of that. And they guided me, you know. They said, it's better for me to pursue my long-term goals rather than my short-term goals. My thinking was, if I do my master's, then I'll be able to get more jobs. I mean, everybody has BSc or whatever. But if they see that I have a master's, then they will employ me. And they will say, okay, this one has higher qualification, right? So I thought of all of that. But because I asked questions and I was guided, 
I, 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 was, I was advised to go more for trainings and skills, not just certifications, but skills. Okay, and I went for more of that skills that were readily applicable. In retrospect, if I had gone for my master's probably in engineering, I'd still be a technical level person, right? In the career space. But due to the advice that I got, I went for certain relevant trainings that helped me to accelerate my career. Okay, and I was very flexible. I had to learn about human resource management. I had to learn about project management. I had to learn about business analysis. I had to learn about modeling businesses. You know, I had to go a lot into training, a lot into the areas where I think I've been uniquely gifted and, you know, uh, equipped by God to solve problems. Okay, so you need to learn to ask questions and be flexible enough to respond to change. Today, I'm not really doing anything related to engineering, but I can tell you that my mindset is very analytical, very creative, but in the line of the things I'm uniquely gifted for. As I round up this evening, the last point I want to talk about is you need to acquire relevant skills. You need to acquire relevant skills. Notice I did not say you need to acquire skills or you need to get certifications. No, you need to acquire relevant skills. In other words, there are certain skills you have had before that are no longer relevant. For instance, if you're very, very good with using the typewriter, you would agree with me now that you are very, very good to remain in the past. Okay? Or if you're very, very good with how to ride a donkey, as your means of transportation when there is uber now you know that your skills are very very good for the museum right now when i say acquire relevant skills i mean look out for the skills that i mean you should look out for the skills that can solve problems at the same time skills that can help you to build expertise in a number of areas over the long haul I give you an example. Um, I was on a panel some months ago interviewing some people. And one of the people we interviewed had 14 years of experience, work experience, 14 years, across different sectors and in different functions. So here's somebody with 14 years of experience applying for a role, and we could not consider him beyond that interview point because he had 14 years of experience but no expertise and for the role that we needed somebody for a managerial role we needed somebody with expertise he didn't have it and there was no way we could take him right so a lot of people run after jobs a lot of people run after where they say there's a vacancy in the name of oh i want to make money Money will follow you when you have built enough expertise to solve problems in a particular area or in a set of areas. So you need to learn to build relevant skills. Bringing it down to the current times we are in now, digital skills are of extreme value to everybody. Okay? I predict, and this is only a prediction, that after now, organizations will no longer be looking for people who have masters or um, BSc and masters or PhD, but they will be looking for people who have skills 
that can leverage the times that we are in when traveling has reduced and the use of skills have increased. I predict that more people will have to start working from home and working remotely, okay? And that means that going to office every day might not be a reality for most businesses again. So what skills do you need to develop in order to be able to work from home? What skills do you need to develop in able to collaborate with people from different parts of the world? I also foresee that more jobs will be available on the international space beyond just your physical environment. So there can be somebody in China or somebody in the US or somebody in Canada who needs your skill of writing and you are in Nigeria and you can solve those skills. I mean, you can solve those problems and get back to them in Canada and then you get paid. So we're in a generation and in a time and in a phase where work has been decentralized and work, work has been decentralized and also um, the skills that you will need are very, very, very fluid and mobile now. So you need to start developing those skills. As I ask people who tell me they need a job, I ask them, okay, what skills do you have? And then they say they don't have skills, but they have masters, they have this. No organization needs your master's degree. Let me make that very clear. As an HR person, uh, let me give you an insider's peep. When organizations say you must have two years or three years of work experience, and they say if you have a master's, it is preferable, it is because they're looking for people who have a minimum level of thinking so that they don't have a lot of work to do on you, okay? Very few organizations will ask you to submit all your credentials at once. Usually, they will ask you when you have moved up some stages in the process of the, I mean, of the, of the interview, except it's mass entry, general level, and they really don't want to interact much, okay? So if you say right now that you are a BSc holder, and then you are going for your master's so that you can get job. You are making a decision that in the long run might put you behind other people. What I advise that you do is to build skills rather than build certificates. Certificates are important, don't get me wrong. But in the long run, when I look at your CV as a professional, I want to see what trainings have you gone for. I might look at your education and even gloss over it. Today, I put engineering on my CV, but HR roles, I still get HR invitations to come and take up roles, even though I don't have any HR BSc. But the skills I have built over time have shown that I have expertise in a particular area. Um, I don't have my master's degree yet, and I will have my master's. But the point is, I focused more on building skills rather than building certificates. So I go for short trainings. I go for simple trainings that equip me with the skills that the world of work is badly waiting for so that they can get, you know, their problem solved. Okay? So if somebody goes for master's for two years, before he comes back, I have done six to seven to eight trainings in my area of interest and passion. By the time he comes back, he is knowledgeable probably in an area that only shows he's a master's degree or that that certificate might not find a relevant applicable degree i mean uh, value or relevance in the world of work but then they will fit the person into a place and say oh learn from this other person who may not have a master's but has built the relevant skills right and and again it's the fact that when you put your trainings your academic achievements your bsc your masters your phd whatever when you put it up on your cv 
and you really don't have expertise along the line of work that you have been called for, right? What happens is if there's another person who has more trainings than you in that line, the interviewer is likely to call that person before you. They may call you later on because you have, you know, a lot of academic laurels to yourself, but maybe not necessarily industry relevant or readily applicable skills. Okay? And no organization is going to employ you because you have a lot of certificates. They are only going to employ you because you can solve a problem. Period. So if you cannot prove that you can solve a problem or you have done masters and all of that and you still do not have the relevant skills like how to use Microsoft Word excellently well, how to use Microsoft Excel, how to use Microsoft Project, how to use Microsoft PowerPoint, you know, how to use those basic skills, how to design uh, simple uh, flyers using simple tools that are available on Google Play Store and all of that how to compose good emails, how to make presentations. If you don't have these basic skills or you don't ask people to teach you those basic skills, you might be uh, shooting yourself in the leg and be shot out of many opportunities. As a matter of fact, I think I have, I have a, I've done about five to six jobs so far in my career. In every single interview, I have been asked to use some of these software some of these tools of microsoft and the likes so if you don't have those basic skills and if you don't groom yourself to be grounded in them it's like uh, uh um it's like you can't write and you want to work in a working i mean in, in a career or professional environment those skills are as critical as your ability to speak and write okay so thank you very much everyone i know that i have said a lot and you might have questions that i have not touched on so please if you have questions you can drop them while i answer thank you good question thank you for asking i share a little bit of uh, similar experiences with you uh, six years ago when i started and most of the people i spoke with ignored me uh, but don't let that discourage you first of all second thing is you need to uh, ask yourself what you have been doing can you do it in a different way for instance many people are looking to connect on linkedin so you may want to join linkedin uh, and see the kind of people you can reach out to who would probably be outside your immediate network people from all over the world are on linkedin and you can join in there also by joining linkedin you can see uh answers to some of the questions you have in mind just by reason of joining that platform right many uh, pieces of information are going on there that can help you answer questions second of all uh, there might be some questions you have in mind uh, that the links i shared earlier would help you to answer okay so i think you should explore that as well thirdly i have noticed that uh, senior people in the world of work are very very jealous of their time so if you want to go to such people you need to be prepared okay you probably need to run your questions by a colleague a friend a peer to see if you are clear enough okay and also so that when you get there you're not it's not then you're trying to think of what you want to say okay so when i meet senior people today and i discuss with them today i tell them okay this is what i'm doing this is what i've done you know I need clarification on this. This is what I have done and this is what I have done. Can you please advise on so and so? So it shows to them that you also value time. You are taking steps. You are taking measures. 
okay one of the mistakes i made back then was if somebody gave me some pieces of advice i don't work on it and then i go and ask another question from them then they ask me what have you done with that one and i say i'm still working on it then they think i'm not a serious person and because of that they might shun shun me the next time okay so you might want to explore these uh, options thank you in addition to the response i gave a word of caution to everybody i think that the world has become so digitized that many of us uh, are sliding into the over familiarity that technology has brought so sometimes somebody needs an information and goes to the senior person and says hello on whatsapp and then you disappear hoping for the person to respond so you can ask your question it doesn't work that way right you need to be clear you need to be um, complete in your communication so you want to ask a question greet like you should greet if you did to then go straight to your question okay so that when whoever is reading your message or chat is reading it they have a complete information from your end we are in a time and dispensation where information overload is the order of the day okay um, as I speak to you right now, I have over a hundred pending chats on my WhatsApp, okay? And if I see anything like I or hello, I just ignore and I move on. In some cases, I block because I consider that a time wastage, okay? So you want to make sure that any little time you are given to speak, the senior person or the person you're trying to get information from sees that you have communicated value in your question in your communication and then they feel excited to respond because they see this is somebody who has a focus who who is deliberate okay so you don't want to come across as somebody who is just wiling away time by not communicating properly also on linkedin you can ask questions in people's personal um, message box and you will get feedback you know i've gotten feedback from a host of people that I have never met before. I don't know if I'll meet them in my lifetime, okay? But that helps me to get information and to get guidance from other people. Thank you.